Hey, thank you so much for joining me here on Conversations with Paul Nielsen. This is Paul Nielsen. Thank you so much for, for joining me. I really do appreciate it. If you find yourself enjoying the podcast, and I really hope you do, um, feel free to go ahead and subscribe. You'll get notifications on whichever platform you found the podcast on. Also, leave a, a, a star rating and a comment. I, I, I look through those comments, and uh, I always like the feedback. Today on the podcast, what we have or who we have is Eric Vogel. He's a cheesemonger. He owns Vin Goat out of Southern California. They do a lot of catering. Um, we discussed, you know, how he started with Vin Goat, um, some of the obstacles, and some of the obstacles that he's experienced here during the COVID pandemic. Um, it's been it was really interesting. We talk about cheese and, and different uh, types and and uh, what makes cheese good and the artistry that goes into that. So definitely. Spend some time with me, listen to it, and uh, definitely give me some feedback and let me know uh, if you like this or if you'd like to hear more uh, from Eric, and uh, we'll have him on again. Uh, so let's uh, let's kind of listen in on the conversation and see how that goes. I hope you enjoy it. So Eric, thanks so much for uh, joining me. I appreciate it. It's, uh, oh. it's been a while since we've been able to like see face-to-face and right <laughs> yeah. a long time <laughs> yeah because i think we've we've known each other what about 20 years now oh my gosh is it really yeah i i think you're absolutely right yeah that that, that would be yeah oh my gosh yeah i know wow. i know that's crazy yeah i mean from the little uh um advertising agency we used to work with together <laughs> to uh to now there's been a lot that's changed a lot has changed. Yeah, that's that's well, we and then, and then what was kind of cool is that we accidentally crossed paths. We were, we were at the same company, although in very different. Uh, yeah, yeah. Different I, had to, we were both, yeah. I had moved to Arizona for a little bit and you were still in California. Mm-hmm. We actually ended up at the same company because it's a I don't know if it's a global company, but it's definitely a national company. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we just happened to stumble across you working and. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> Like, I, I had some leads. I'm like, wait a second. This, <laughs> this has got to be the same Eric. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That was crazy. That was, yeah. that was really crazy. It's a, it was a good time. So our, yeah. our paths just keep crossing. I know. That's awesome. You know? That's awesome. It's uh, It's been nice. It's been nice, though. But uh, since since all that, you have uh, started a business. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, what 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 got you to that point of well what is the business Let, let's start there well, because absolutely let's not yeah. leave it kind of hanging there yeah well it's and, and I'll tell you it uh, the it's it's evolved um, yeah. and it's continuing to evolve uh, yeah actually as we speak yeah um and uh but it it originally started out and I'll tell you basically I started my early career uh in in restaurant management I was yeah. I was a uh, um uh, a restaurant manager at when I was 21 years old for BJ's Chicago pizzeria, oh. which is now the huge BJ's grill and all yeah. that, that sort of thing. I love that place. Oh, it's great. Well, we, yeah. we, when I started with it, it was the original owners and there were five locations. Yeah. And I think I, yeah. The one that I went to was in Brea. Oh yeah. That wasn't even, that didn't at the time. It didn't even I exist was, at I, the time, huh? No. Yeah. And oh. it was, these were small. I mean, these were all like yeah. beachfront. They had one in Balboa. They had one mm-hmm. in Laguna beach. One in San Juan Capistrano, one in uh, La Jolla, and, okay. uh, and, and so literally they were just on very the coast. small. Yeah, nothing. We didn't make our own beer, and it was it was just a small, really good pizza place. Yeah. And uh, I started working there, loved it, but kind of it was always just kind of 
in, 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 I don't know, in the back of my head, I always kind of felt like I need to someday, I need to get a real job, you know, yeah. which meant, you know, working in the office and wearing a, wearing a suit and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And it just, yeah. It, it always felt like this was just, you know, something to play with. So eventually um, did that and yeah. uh, ended up uh, going into marketing and advertising, which is of course where I met you. You were actually yeah, yeah. the first, first one that I worked with. But anyway, I, I've always loved food. I've always, I've been one of those guys. I was in the early days of Food Network. Uh, I, I was that was constantly out of my house. I, I, oh yeah. I, I read them. I've got a million subscriptions to 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 you know food and wine and 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 Bon Appetit and all these these gourmet magazine at the time and 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 a million. I just I'm just kind of a voracious reader of, of these things. I, I have a huge cookbook collection, and um, it's just something that I've always been into. Um, and yeah. So food has always kind of been my passion that I really, really love and kind of in the back of my mind, um, as I went, in, you know, when I was in marketing um, and advertising, I always just wanted to go back. That was always my yeah. thing. It's not one of these days I'm going to go back there. Well, it started out that I had a friend who was in high tech marketing uh, uh, and he and I basically it was one of those. It was uh, we did a uh, uh I believe it was a Memorial Day. It was one of those Monday Memorial Day. And yeah. he made, made a huge thing of uh, a sangria. And we just basically spent the afternoons drinking sangria in the backyard and talking. And, and right. it kind of ended, you know, he had this, he, he came from a, the Midwest and it was a, uh, uh, you know, grew up baking and, you know, all those great pies and breads and all that oh, sort yeah. of thing. And all the stuff and, that everybody enjoys. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it was kind of passionate. And it turned out that he was always like, ah, one of these days I want to go into food. And so right. we just that that's just that <laughs> throughout the day it just kind of you know started evolving <laughs> loosened up with a little bit of wine you start kind of we just started saying well what would you do and what would we and and yeah. and you know we kind of this this idea kind of popped out about a and 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 i'm also a huge 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 cheese lover yeah. and at the time there were no cheese shops in orange county the closest okay. one was um a beverly hills cheese shop which, oh you know i would travel it's... to all the time yeah, insane. yeah uh, but most people aren't going to go up to Beverly Hills, right? Um, from right. like and, the middle of Orange County, or I mean, I grew up in La Habra, uh, mm -hmm. which is it's like 20, 20 miles south of downtown, right? But it would take you an hour and a half, it's two still, hours to oh, it's depending on what the traffic was like, yeah. And it was horrible, so I never went up to Los Angeles, even though I was really close to it. Mm -hmm. No, that's exactly right, and it was yeah. one of those things that I would make these trips, and I and I would actually, you know, I remember thinking numerous times, man, somebody's got to open up one of these <laughs> things in Orange County, and I was yeah. always like, someone who's going to, you know, one of these days, someone's going to do, do that, and and that's what the, <clears throat> the conversation that we had, yeah. you know, because he was into baking, he loved the idea of baking bread and 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 all that sort of thing. We just it sort of kind of this turned into this idea of a uh, a wine and cheese shop connected to a bakery we thought all of that would yeah. go you know kind of that french uh idea of you know beautiful baguettes and, and wine and cheese oh, and charcuterie sure. and all that and that, that's kind of what evolved from this conversation well that then evolved into a business plan we just started right. and it was just again it was never i don't even know that we really either thought that it would be a serious thing. You know, we just kind of next step. Well, let's put something down on let's, paper. You know, let's do a little bit of marketing research. You know, let's just kind of see thing. where this goes and, and exactly. just for fun and see if there's any, if it would actually take off or right. what have you. So yeah. like it was just more of like an experiment at that point. Exactly. So see, was, we'll just see yeah. just because we're curious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. It was just trying to, you know, what, well, what if, you know, and then we started putting it down and then we were looking at numbers and going, this 
actually looks reasonable. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and it just, you know, as it's coming and, and my dad is a, was a financial guy. And, and so I gave him the business plan and said, you know, tear this thing apart. Look at it. Yeah. You let's know, rip it apart. apart and tell yeah. me what I'm, tell me where I'm wrong here. And um, he actually loved it and thought it was oh, a wow. great idea. So we, we started, um, I, I, I should say, I think he liked the plan. I don't think he loved the idea. At that time, I was actually um, a uh, the director of marketing at, of, a, of a university. Yeah, and I because don't from think the time he, that we met you, I, I yeah. met you, or we yeah. met you, you had had several other marketing jobs right um, prior yeah. to having this this kind of this fruition with this drunken fruition with your friends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, and that's which and is I, where know, all I, the good ideas come from, honestly. Absolutely. Well, it 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 just loosens you up just enough to you know yeah. to uh, to get you you thinking. But you know, and and I again, I he liked the he thought the plan was great and really you know because we had done some good marketing research and, and all that sort of thing. I, I don't think he super loved the idea of me quitting my director of marketing job. Yeah. To open a cheese shop, but well, you know that that risky. was the father. <laughs> yeah. The father, you know, uh, wanted course. to make sure I did, but he did. He liked the plan, and so and we, and again, we just then went to the next step. We started looking, and originally we started looking to purchase um, an existing gourmet food shop, um, uh-huh. and it again we eventually kind of found a place. Um, and by this point, I believe it was about two thousand nine, okay. and this was we had had that a bit of that. You know, we had the little. Uh, um, economic downturn at that point that, yeah. that's when that the housing market just crashed Great, yeah, and dumped. you know so we had this moment of like uh shit let's <laughs> not do this but then but then we kind of had this you know what if the plan is this the plan is sound and we think yeah. it's a good plan let's do it let's just do it and well, so and we it, did it at that point the downturn i mean it, the downturn was downturned yeah. there's only one way to go at that point exactly and that was kind of yeah. the thought well you know and and so we, we, and, and, you know, we were, cause we knew a wine and cheese shop is a luxury item. It's not, oh, absolutely. you know, that, that, you know, when you're charging 30 and $40 a pound for, you know, cheese, yeah. that, that's definitely a luxury. And, you know, we thought about, we thought, you know what, if it's a good plan, let's just do it. Yeah. If it's and, a good plan, you've got good products. People are going to, they're going to do it. That. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. and again, it depends on location because let's say you, you opened it up in, in La Habra where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see a lot of people spending $30 a pound there. And it's mm-hmm. not really an economically depressed area, but it's just, right. it's just not an area where people are, they're going down to the Ralphs right. to pick exactly. up their cheese, um, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But right. most people aren't going to go to a specialty cheese shop and buy that type of thing. So you got to be in the right place. Exactly. No, that's exactly right. Probably why the only one that was around was in Beverly Hills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they were perfectly, perfectly yeah. placed. Um, and so that's we we just kind of started looking, and 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 because we knew that, we thought, well, so where we ended up, we found a location in um, Corona del Mar, Newport yeah. Beach, right, right on PCH. Oh, fantastic! Um, a perfect, you know, is you know, surrounded by multi-million-dollar homes. You know, yeah. two uh, two blocks away. You have homes selling for thirty and forty million dollars. Yeah, and this is a very, very high end area. Yeah, and it, it it's a beautiful area. I, I no, mean, it's, it's gorgeous. If people haven't yeah. been out there. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. I used to yeah. spend my afternoons, uh, like my Saturday afternoons, down in Laguna because mm-hmm. it was my favorite beach. I'd just stroll through all the the galleries and and things, and mm-hmm. spend you know my afternoon um, with the Sawdust Festival when it was going oh, on in, in July. It's fantastic. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, and no, it's, it's a perfect great. area. 
because it's mm-hmm. it's a good mix of like a fluency and, and kind of the hippy dippy type of people that would love those type of things. And it, exactly. it's to a certain point, I, I'm kind of that hippy dippy type of mm-hmm. indulgence of what right. something that's Absolutely. really nice and pure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's, and it was cool. And, and we were definitely on trend. I mean, at that point, you know, um, people were starting to suddenly focus on the quality of the food that they were eating. Right. And, and that's with, 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 um, with artisan cheese. I mean, you're dealing with usually organic or at least organic in practice, um, right. uh, small scale production. It, it, it's the type of stuff that at that time was very on trend and it still is. I mean, it's still right. very so on trend. When somebody's looking for that kind of a cheese, what are they, what should they be looking for? I mean, in a good quality cheese. Um, the kinds of what I would what I would say is find true artisan or farmstead cheese. Okay. Um, typically, that I mean, and the thing is that word is 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 overused. Artisan, you know, is you very can walk. So. Yeah, you can. You know, there's artisan crackers made by you know anyway. But it, you know, it, it's overused, yeah. but you you. That was is what you want to look for is a true artisan, small scale production, um, single herds, double herd, you know, and 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 handmade using traditional methods, um, that sort of a thing. You can go and get a, uh, a manchego, an art artisan manchego that we used to sell was amazing. Well, you can get artisan manchego at Trader Joe's, but that's it's a factory produced. They're just yeah. using the word artisan. So it's finding those true ones. So, and that's where getting uh, finding a, a good cheese shop that does that. So is there not is there not like like I know in order for you to use the word organic, mm-hmm. it has to be, I think, 90 at least 92, 93% organic, maybe 95%. Is there any of those type of regulations and rules for the word artisan? Or is it no. just kind of a free, it's just a free for all. It's you a free for all. An artisan on anything yeah. because it looks fancy. Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely. Make it look rustic, rustic, rustic. and then call it artisan. That That's exactly, uh, that's exactly right. Um, huh. Yeah. So there's no real, real thing. So as we were, we're, you know, kind of putting this together and that, that's what we decided on. Um, and I, I should back up at that yeah. point, then John actually um, uh, quit his job. And went to the uh, um, the CIA, the Culinary Institute in Napa, to okay. study baking and baking and pastry. Oh, nice! Um, I um, went and and went to the, the the Cheese School of San Francisco and went through their their um, they have a, a professional program, mm-hmm. you know, to teach you how to do it. At that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so that's what you know. We we all of a sudden it's like okay, now we got to learn. We got to figure this out. You got to figure it out. I learn it. Went and started studying uh, with uh, with WSET, which is the Wine Spirit Wine Spirit Exchange Trust. It's a uh, um, basically like a, a a wine educating okay educator you know program. So you know it it was just at that point it was important to really learn this this trade you know and and, yeah, and really I mean, learn it and 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 understand it and so that's what we did we both did we took that seriously we in the meantime we found the shop the place we wanted to be in Coronado Mar um and we started uh the process we signed the lease started building everything out and uh well I should say we first started <laughs> borrowing money from parents <laughs> taking yeah. out loans clearing out bank accounts I mean I it, mean, it, it's- it it costs money to start a business. I mean, oh. and especially a business when it involves food, you've got to have all that inventory up front. And, you just can't, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you can't start taking orders and then go procure all that stuff. 
Absolutely. And, and man, what an education it was. You, you find out all the, the intricacies of, of, of getting permitting and, and all of these, yeah. these sorts of things. And, and so it was, it was, it was uh, kind of an education by fire because we had no one guiding us, you know, and the yeah, first yeah. time for both of us doing this sort of thing and, and, and you kind of jump in. So it, it was, it was, it took a while. Um, we, uh, the, when we signed the lease in, October and the following May we opened. Oh, wow. it took that long to yeah. build out the shop, get the permits, get everything, get everything uh, set it. and ready to go. And, and, and so it, it, it was quite expensive. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing like paying rent on a place that, that uh, you are, that you can't, you, know, you have no revenue. You can't do anything about. Yeah. 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 So it was, wow. it was, it was expensive, but, but, fun i absolutely the shop i loved it was beautiful um it was exactly what i was imagining um we decided at that point because of the cost associated with building out a, a full kitchen we decided right. you know what that's something we're going to add later we're just right. going to get the shop open and get it going get it so going. at that time we were doing just um a retail uh, okay. gourmet food you know prepackaged uh like like crackers and, and jams and chutneys and sure. honey and all the, all the stuff that kind of goes along with it uh we at that point we didn't even have our liquor license we just wanted to get the place open you want to get it going yeah so how how big was the shop that you the had whole, at that point the footprint the whole shop was about 1500 square feet okay we it was about i would say we probably had about a thousand square feet was the front, the actual okay. retail space. So and then it was we, a we decent size shop then. Decent size shop, and and you know when we had a, a, a you know a, we had a nice size prep area also in back. Uh, yeah. You know where we were doing that stuff, and our required bathrooms and all you know the things oh, that yeah. you have to all the things you have to have. Right, and that was a learning experience right there. One of the things that we found out was if you because it had been a hair salon. If you go into oh. a space that you're you're changing use, you have to update everything. Oh wow! So all the stuff that that they required, you know, uh, um, uh, bathrooms, uh, in any of the stuff, it had to be all updated to the current thing. If we had purchased, didn't know this. If we had actually gone into a space that had been food prior, you wouldn't have had. To we could have, yeah, we would have had to piggy. We could have piggybacked, piggybacked onto on that. it, and which would probably that, save the cost and save. You know uh -huh. the the time frame that it took to open as well. Absolutely, that and that was a huge and again not something that we realized until we mm -hmm. were you know I had already signed a lease and we're in the middle of it and, and yeah. uh, but anyway you know so you 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 know live and learn uh, but we we uh, so we did all of that got the shop open uh, within the first I think it was probably the first year we had uh, our uh, beer and wine license going and and so we uh, we added wine not a huge selection uh, we probably carried about, oh, I would say probably 120 different um, uh, like varieties, you know, okay. of, of the wine. The, the, our focus was, again, small, small batch, family-owned wineries. We were really trying to just build this sort of farmstead artisan now, were you, place. You were there in Corona de Mar, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So were, were you going primarily over to like the Temecula Valley and and getting wines from them or trying to keep it local or just like kind of local California or, with our wines or we tried Actually, we, we were doing everywhere. Um, and we, I, I, for some reason, because I love them, probably I gravitated <laughs> towards French 
uh, okay. Italian and Spanish. Those are my my favorite ones. Now, why uh, that? So we had a f- why are those um, three your favorite? Because I, I yeah I like a good I like a good glass of wine. In fact, mm-hmm. I right now it's I don't know if you can see that, but it's ah, it's a Melbach. Nice. Beautiful. Uh, is it uh, yeah. Argentina? Where is it? Uh, this one's from Argentina. It's okay. uh, from nice Piatelli. Okay. Yeah. Um, Very cool. And and I'm not a huge fan yeah. of Melbeck, mm-hmm. but uh, um, I've got a friend that's kind of trying to get more into the red wines. And I thought, hey, let's share this mm-hmm. and, and see if you enjoy it. Um, this one is probably the best Melbeck I've had. Now, granted, I haven't had a whole nice. lot of different Melbecks, but it's it's good. Nice. So why why like the yeah. Spanish and the the French and the yeah. Italian it, it, wines it's, it's specifically nice, for you? Yeah. The main thing I found is that the the the, the European old world style of winemaking wines were designed to go food. Yes, the, their their winemaking style it is food oriented. Okay. California and I you know and and this is changing uh, here somewhat, but. And I, and I know the minute I say this, someone's going to be like, oh, you know, but, but there, you know, there's this winery, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Large, there's a ton of them out there. Yeah. Well, they, by and large, they, they're more wheat Americans. We tend to sit on our porch and drink wine, you know, yeah. and, and you know what I mean? And, and yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're in, in the old world style that they are more designed for food. And so one thing you find, especially the use of Oak in wine is really, really challenging, especially for pairing with cheese Oak, like, like an Oaky Chardonnay just blows out you know, many of the cheeses, a super oaky cab. So um, it's do, tough. Yeah. Do American or California wines, do they use oak to, to, to age the wine? Yeah, oak is, oak is, is, is part of the aging process in many of them. They don't have okay. to, but, but, but it is. Um, we tend to really oak our wines. You know, okay. you talk a, a lot of, you know, you even hear them and I heard that all in, in, in California. Oh, I want to, I want to, I want a big, buttery butterscotch chardonnay you know in okay. fact i think there's even a trader joe chardonnay that's called butter i mean because they that we yeah. we like that big buttery uh, uh because it's delicious and, and it's easy to drink and it's and it's perfect whereas that style of wine is actually very challenging with with cheese uh, i i okay. and so it, it's just more of the the style of wine making that they made it made it more for um, the old world is more designed to go with food. Go with food, okay. And um, and that includes cheese. And and so I, I just found that it was easier because that was the one thing we wanted to do was make sure that that all of our wines were cheese wines. You know, okay. That, that they so came that pairs so that, well with them. Yeah, and that's uh, so we we did that. Um, the I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Here we go. It's all with, right. With, so yeah, no, we got we got the wine going, uh, and and within like the it was probably the end of the first year, um, okay. and kept building the I mean uh, kept building our cheese inventory. And what we we ended up doing, we ended up caring about uh, routinely two to three hundred cheeses. Wow. that we would carry in our shop it was a huge huge selection yeah and then and then as we hit like our our peak time was um uh basically the holiday season we right. start hitting october november december all the parties and everything we would carry upwards of three to four hundred cheeses uh in in the shop that's a lot and how do you even keep track of 300 different it cheeses? was you know it's it's funny it, it even now when i think about it it sounds difficult but 
you just you know them. You just know. Them. <laughs> you, yeah. you just know them. You're you're in there, and I mean, and that was one thing I think that's what I, I heard from uh, employees. They would always talk about, oh, I just this is my favorite job because we were always eating cheese, we were always drinking wine. We were, you know, there was always doing that was a big thing that we did because I wanted yeah. to make sure that when the customers came in, that um, yeah, your employees they, knew what they're talking about. They knew exactly what they're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Because that was one thing that you didn't find. You know, in our shop. Most of the wines, in fact, I would say the vast majority of the wines, no one would recognize. Yeah, they would. Yeah. They wouldn't see them, and so we had to be able to explain to them and describe to them, and 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 help them, you know, or else they would, you know, go somewhere else. So right. that that was always the challenge with that. Um, at, at that time, also, we decided to start doing classes. Um, basically, oh, nice. once about once a, a week, we would do wine and cheese pairing classes. Okay. In the evening, we would come up with themes. We would come, sometimes it would be the wine and cheese of France. Sometimes it would be blue cheese, and and we would do these pairings. And we would sit down, and and you know, the, with, with uh, um, you know, people would come in, and they'd sit there and 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 enjoy uh, wine. But it was our what I, what I, the, I saw it as an opportunity to also educate. Right. I mean, because people come in, they've got their favorites, and they it, it's hard to get people off their favorite cheese. Yeah. Like here. If you're not willing to to try something new, you may have a better favorite somewhere else. Exactly, and and you yeah. know how that is. But here, people came in. We chose the cheeses. We chose the wines. Yeah, and 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 it, for them, it was an all new experience, and and they were That's able amazing. to um, help kind of hopefully spread spread your wings a little bit and try uh, new cheeses. Yeah. Um, so we started doing that. I think by year, I think it was year two. We were we were awarded best cheese shop in Orange County. Oh wow! By, That's uh, awesome. Orange Coast Magazine, which was just huge to me. I yeah, was so yeah. stoked about that. Oh yeah, as, um, as you should. That that was a, a great because uh, that yeah that that was huge. Um, anyway, we started doing catering, um, actually putting together cheese boards. And now, what goes into it, putting together a cheese board? Because there's got to be a purpose and, and really kind of an art form to it. Mm -hmm. um, it. I mean, you just can't put a bunch of cheese and say, here's a cheese board. I'm sure there's a purpose behind it. Right. Yeah. I'm just and, not familiar I mean, with it. You, you can do, yeah, you can, but I mean, what, what we always do the, and, and what I would tell people when I was putting cheese boards together is you have three primary milks of cheese making, yeah. which is cow, sheep, goat. Okay. I would always try to make sure on my cheese board that I was putting together, I would always have at least one of each on each okay. one. Okay. You want you want variety. You want a, a good go. soft gooey cheese. You want a good hard cheese. You want a good kind of meaty, you know, and, and so different different textures, you know, different different yeah. milks. Um without overdoing it. Right. For instance, you get these people that that, that they want a cheese board with, oh, I want. 10 different cheese, you know, 10 different cheeses. And, and, and I would always say, I wouldn't do any more than five cheeses. Well, I would think it would just kind of overwhelm the palate a little bit. If Absolutely. You've got Completely different. overwhelmed. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's overwhelms the palate. Um, and on top of that, then it also makes pairing with wine much more difficult. Yep. Okay. You know, so, so what I've had goat cheese. I love mm -hmm. it. I love just like that funkiness that a goat cheese has. Mm -hmm. um, what's, I don't know that I've ever had sheep cheese. Mm -hmm. What's, is it similar? Is it different? What, what's kind of the, the differences and similarities between sheep and goat? 
the the biggest thing that you're going to find between the different milks is going to be the fat content okay that, that's in there um uh sheep's milk has the highest fat content cow would be the the middle and then the goat would be the uh, um the the small the, 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 the least amount um How, what does the fat content do to the cheese does it make it more the, creamier or what is it it not really it it's it's a there's flavor Okay. To me, it's flavor. fat is flavor. Um, okay, and, just like and, anything else. Yeah, you, know. you can get a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit's going to be in the texture. And the reason I'm kind of stuttering around a little bit is because That's okay. the, you, your, 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 your milk can definitely bring certain things. You know, a, a higher fat milk will be a little more creamy. It'll be a little bit, you know, have uh, more flavor. But you can also do that through the cheese making steps. Okay. You as as a, as a cheesemaker. So does it just can, kind of manipulate the, the flavor exactly. of it when, yeah. when you're using those different milks? Yeah, and, and that that's exactly it. The, the cheesemaker, there's there's various points during the cheesemaking process that the cheesemaker can actually insert some cheesemaking, you know, and and, yeah. and create different um, different style, you know, and and so you can have a beautifully unctuous, delicious creamy goat's milk cheese yeah you don't you just it doesn't have to have that higher fat to get that it's the way the cheesemaker decides to make exactly. that cheese so you know, there's there's various points for of intervention during the cheese making process so it, it's just more of you know originally it came from um what kind of animal you had yeah <laughs> you know really that that that's what what it what, what it came down to was what you know if you if you were from an area that 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 has a lot of sheep that's you know that's you're gonna the, make cheese, get cheese yeah. from yeah because yeah. Yeah, the original all it was was their way of of um saving and holding on to the 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 solids of milk okay the, the, preserving yeah. it exactly preserving uh, the, preservation. The, the solids yeah so there, there's a place here in 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 downtown salt lake actually they've got a couple different locations it's it's called caputo's mm-hmm. um they're they're one that's in downtown salt lake they've got a cheese cave yeah um what is the purpose of a cheese cave? What does that do for the cheese? What is it curing in that? Or I mean, what is the purpose of, of a cheese it, cave? I don't know specifically what they're doing. A cave, a, a cave is where the, a cheese is going to age and okay. mature. So that's um, where yeah, ages it. We didn't do that. Now, I will say that there are a few cheese shops in the United States, um, yeah. and they're usually pretty big uh, organization but the, there are a few cheese shops that are actually aging cheeses yeah and, and this place is it's an italian market and they just happen yeah. to have a section for their cheese that they've they've developed and things yeah so th- that it, it could just be hey we got a cheese kit you know it could be a, yeah. a, a, in a weird way kind of a market i'm not a market yeah, yeah no, no, no. it could be a and they're fantastic yeah. and yeah yeah, yeah that that's that you don't need it we didn't have it we had right. um uh um uh, some cases that we did we did cut off the wheel uh, that mm-hmm. that to me was a, a huge uh, difference you're seeing a lot of cheese chops going away from cutting off the wheel mainly because it's so time consuming explain you that. Know, what is cutting off the wheel is that actually taking the buying a whole wheel and cutting it pieces mm-hmm. off of that if you go to like um think whole foods where they have, mm-hmm. they usually have a fairly decent artisan cheese selection. If yeah. you go there, all the cheap pieces of cheese are cut and wrapped in, in cellophane yeah. and labeled individually. So you can kind of go through and pick out what you want and, you know, look okay. at that. They're we cutting didn't it off do the that. 
Exactly. We, okay. They're cutting it off and, and, and they, it's called cut, cut to wrap. And so they, okay. they're cutting and wrapping it and it's there for the customer to take out of a grab and go. Um, we actually had the wheels of cheese. So when they came in, we would sample the cheeses all right off the wheel. And then we would cut the size of, of a piece they wanted and, okay. and they would take it with them. Um, so it would they're, stay they're, part of the, the wheel until they wanted that yep. certain amount. Yeah, absolutely. And then okay. there's an argument, there's arguments about that. I always felt that once you wrap cheese in cellophane, that it's basically you're smothering it. And so, okay. so it changes the flavor. Now I, I I've come back off of that a little bit because if it's, if you maintain it, the freshness and you, and you, and you're really, really diligent about making sure that you're not, you know, taking two wheels, cutting it all up and it's sitting for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. It's, it, it's fine. You know, uh, and also the the understanding about how much time it takes, you know, to to do a cut and wrap or to cut off the wheel for a customer. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot easier. You have it all cut. The customer comes in. Oh, I'll take that one, that one, that one, that one, and then you go. Yeah. Here, and and you as know, long as it's within a couple of weeks of actually cutting it off the wheel, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. But if it's yeah. sitting there for two, three weeks, four weeks, it could potentially change that flavor of that cheese. Absolutely, absolutely, and huh. and uh, so it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if okay. you've ever, if you've ever gotten a, a piece of cheese, uh, especially like a brie and it, and you get a, like an ammonia, a whiff of, of ammonia in okay. there, that happens quite a bit. That's uh, that, that little production of that. It, it actually is, is a natural part of the process. Uh, quite often it, when you open the, the, the cheese up, if you get a whiff of that, let it sit okay. you know, for uh, even sit at room temperature for about an hour unwrapped just let it sit let and that should blow off now if, if after an hour you still have a a strong ammonia smell you you're past you got it's, a bad vengeance. you got yeah it's 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 past it's, it's, it's time to go get another one it's yeah it's exactly. <laughs> go get another piece exactly and run down you know, to your uh, store and grab right, some more exactly yeah. well and i'll tell you that i mean i'm seeing more and more for instance like ralph's uh in uh, i don't this is in uh i well, I know they're California. I'm not sure if where else they are, but they yeah, they're, they're doing a Murray counter and with the cheese that that's, uh, that's yeah. with with Murray's uh, cheese shop, which is a phenomenal uh, cheese shop in uh, in New York City. Yeah, uh, they, but they're uh, actually they're, doing that. Yeah, yeah, they're associated with Kroger here in Utah. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, it's, yeah, uh, it's Smith's here in, in Utah, okay. and they've some of the newer stores has the the Murray cheese right. counter there. I, I have been really impressed well, at least mm-hmm. with the ones that i've seen in in southern california they do a really really good job of making sure that the cheese is is wrapped properly and that it's and it's kept fresh and, and rotated and, and and that food that they yeah. don't i've been really really impressed with with them um mo- and i would say most that that understand cheese they're gonna do that. they're gonna do it yeah yeah they're gonna, That's they're fantastic. gonna take care of it and yeah. uh, so so you you all in the store um, mm-hmm. There, you would also pair with with different meats. Oh yeah, the, charcu- the, uh, the cured meats, yeah. absolutely. The charcuterie, charcuterie. Um, yeah, I was at this at Caputo's mm-hmm. um, eating lunch, and we were talking about cheese and, and and meat boards, and couldn't think of the word charcuterie. Mm-hmm. And some random guy at the table next to us, you made a charcuterie board. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, couldn't I'd think of it. It was yeah. right there, but I just couldn't verbalize yeah. it. 
that you you and I'm so glad when when you said uh, you you called it a cheese and meat board. I love that because yeah. one of my little pet peeves is and it drives me nuts. And it, I know it's stupid, but it's just one of those things <laughs> that like gets you. Is um, charcuterie is specific is specific to meat. Okay. Nowadays, you have people calling meat and cheese boards charcuterie boards. It's, oh, it's not. See, it's a cheese and charcuterie board. You know. And, see, I didn't and, know that there was a difference there. But. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's the, the the charcuterie is specific to the meat. That is actually the French word for for cured meats. Okay, that makes yeah. sense then. Yeah, um, I just like them both. Sometimes yeah. together, sometimes separately. Absolutely. Sometimes Absolutely. just kind of mixed in. Yeah. Um, I, I like yeah. to have a cheese and cured meat salad. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little olive oil, some olives in there, and. That's right. A little pepperoni. Fantastic. Sounds perfect. It is Sounds perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that we, we were, you know, we, and it, we had some wonderful uh, cured meats that we would, we would do as well. Um, about the third year we start, you know, we, we uh, fairly quickly in the beginning, we did, um, we started doing catering and it was probably yeah. the third week. And I remember it was on a Saturday. Someone called and they said, Hey, do you do, do you do cheese boards? And I said, uh, yes. Yeah, we're a cheese we, shop. We, we didn't, but we'd never <laughs> done one. But, you you know, I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I want to pick one up. And I just, in the top of my head, just yeah. was very quickly calculating prices and, and going through it. Yeah. And um, and then she, so she ordered one. And then I very quickly called uh, um, my business partner. And I'm like, because he was coming in later. I'm like, you got to go. I, I need a cheese board. I need something. A disposable board from somewhere. <laughs> I don't care. Go to somewhere and get it. Yeah. And And he came in with it and we knocked one out. And he picked up some fruit, like at the grocery store, and we put it together, and and she absolutely loved it. And so we started nice. doing that. So and, that's and how the catering well. part of it kind of started. That just kind of kicked in. Absolutely. Some lady calling up and saying, "Hey, do you do cheese boards?" Mm-hmm. And you just said, "Of yep. course we do," <laughs> even though you never did. Never did one. Yeah. yeah. So this lady's just, probably going to listen, and she's going to make guy lied to me. That was me. That was me. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, that was funny, and, and she probably and won't listen. But you and know, regardless, and I will tell her one thing. She got was she got a because um, the, the the little disposable board that that John, my business partner, ended up bringing yeah. in was plastic, and I hate I hated that plastic board. It came from like Smart and Final or something, and yeah. so I loaded it with cheese and fruit. It was t- all the way to the edge because I didn't want want the plastic. any of that plastic showing, and so she got a very good deal. <laughs> on her board because, because you I wasn't like the planning plastic. on putting that much on there yeah i just yeah, yeah. I wanted to cover the whole thing so anyway so we started doing that um and, and it was constantly trying to drive sales because it is not cheap i mean our, we were no we were paying a lot of rent and so about Wait. year three we started adding sandwiches okay. from the shop that we would start making we had already started doing sandwiches for um the catering we're like sure. you know we could offer you know Sandwiches. sandwich in the store absolutely yeah. so we started doing that and part of it was we were under real strict really strict um, rules and with um what we could because we didn't have a kitchen we right. couldn't heat anything it had to all be cold or cold or coldish and um you know and and so we but we started doing sandwiches and and then we learned okay well we could do like panini style sandwiches because there's not an open flame even though it heats up it's not an open flame yeah, it's, it's kind of a press really, yeah and so we we put it so there's certain things we could do and uh when we didn't need a hood we didn't need this right. and we just kept you know so we started doing that and those you know did did fairly well 
And the one thing we noticed as we were going, you know, into our fifth year was the, the, the growth area was catering. Okay. That yeah. was, it was, that's what was just that exploding. And the, the cheese shop was kind of, I mean, it was, you'd get people in, but it, it was, it was kind of up and down and up and down. And the cheese shop was the most expensive part. Right. You know, that's yeah. why we needed to be on PCH and Colonel Mar. We needed to have, and so at one point at this point, we said, you know what, I think we need to put our kitchen in out here. So we right. started looking, we actually started, you know, we got, we got the architect to come in and start looking, we got approval from the landlord. And then we started putting numbers together and we're like, oh, it's going to cost us about $30,000 to put this kitchen in here. Yeah. On and top of all when, the other yeah. costs that you've got going on, Absolutely. an additional 30 grand to, to yeah. put a kitchen in. And and my very very wise business partner, who thank thank God for him because I'm the I'm the I've always been the more creative type and the, you okay, know that yeah. sort of thing. And he was the yeah. you know he's very practical and 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 he was like, okay, let's talk about this. And he says if right. catering is the growth in the area and it's also the the uh, um, the least expensive for us to do because when you have a shop, you've got to have your lights on, you've got to have all this stuff there, you've got to have inventory on the shelves, yeah. and which and, is just you know, sitting there. You know, the inventory. And that's your money's tied up there. And, 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 you know, and that's where, because we had a 1500 square foot shop and that's a lot of jams of, you know, a lot of jams and honey and, and, and all that stuff. We, we carried about 50 grand in oh, inventory. Wow. It's just sitting unless, and you just, just can't, sitting. you're not selling, you're not right. overturning that every month. No, you're not. So and, it's, and that was it. Yeah. Just kind of sitting and holding there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, right. What are you going to, you can't do anything with 50 grand if it's not selling. So exactly. Yeah. And, and then there's your kitchen that, and a half right there. Exactly. And and yeah. the thing is, you've got to have a full store. Yeah. You know, so that, you know, what you do, so you've got to replace. And so, you know, oh, you, of course. you're just constantly laying out money for inventory that, that's got to be in there. And so you start really looking, that's like you, and then on top, you've got to have staffing there to handle any customers that come right. in. And it's like, that's the most expensive part of it. And, and he said, you know, if we close the shop and just convert it to complete catering, you know, just catering, just catering, we yeah. could, yeah, we could get a kitchen off somewhere. Yeah, because it doesn't matter where the kitchen is; it could it doesn't be matter in the depths yeah. of Santa Ana. And no offense Absolutely. to Santa Ana, but yeah. it's just it could be. It doesn't have to be on the on the beach. Right, it, could it be, doesn't have to. It could be in Riverside. It could be yeah. in Los Angeles. It could be in your home. If you really absolutely, wanted. yeah. I mean, if you really, yeah, if you got approval, but yeah, that, that <laughs> would be the 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 because uh, we and and you know you've got no customer space because it would all be outbound. We'd be delivering yeah. and taking it out, and so that came about. I was completely against that because I love this cheese shop. I mean, it was sure. it was a painful decision, but when you really started looking at the numbers, you just couldn't you couldn't deny the fact that that was the right decision. Yeah, um, and it broke my heart, but we closed the shop. And um, and we we converted over to full catering. We we uh, ended up renting a um, uh, it was a, a kitchen that was um, a commercial kitchen that was attached to a restaurant that they did. Uh, they had some cooking classes that they used to do in this kitchen. Okay. And so we actually rented that little little right. space and and that was our our, our catering home. And okay. um, and so that's you know what we started doing there. Um, was going quite well we were very lucky we didn't we had to do almost no marketing oh that's um, fantastic customer yeah. base kind of follow you from the shop they came right over uh, with us from the shop and Even then better. and then what was nice about that is that you 
we would go to an event, do you know a, a huge display, and then we would get three or four people calling us from that event. Oh yeah, you know, and, and just so referrals. Just, yeah, it, you know, and I always kept thinking, you know, having with my advertising and uh, background, you know, you, you always have this. Oh, let me. Uh, I, I need to do something. I need to do some social media. I need, it. and we never really had to. We stayed, stayed pretty right busy. That's awesome. And that it was going along there, and then COVID hit. Yeah, I was going to ask you about how, <laughs> how you've been with COVID because, I mean, that's killed a mini a business. It is, and, and or at least the, put a yeah. dent in a lot of people's businesses, yeah. especially food, yep. especially there in California, mm-hmm. where the regulations are so heavy. It, yeah, and, it's, and I kind of get yeah. why. I mean, mm-hmm. it's densely populated. I mean, yeah. to to give you an idea. Orange County's got about 3.15 million people in it. Mm-hmm. The state of Utah, about 3.15 million people in it. I mean, yeah. and that's yeah. just a small part of, of Absolutely. California. And then you've Absolutely. got everybody else over on top of it. It's yeah. There's just a yeah. ton of people there. That's that. That's there are, and I get it. And and uh, and it's what whatever business. side you you fall on on this, you know, because I, yeah. I I get it because it 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 killed my business. And, yeah, and it, it kills it businesses just, when you and, when you have some of those things on there. Absolutely, and and you know, I'm I'm still doing small things. Right. You know, we we get thirty person, and 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 I should say also our catering is extended to full. It, it, to the full, you know, uh, it's a full service catering. I mean, we can do, you know, sit down dinners and, 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 and the full okay. meals and everything. So it's not just, it's just not meat um, and cheese and yeah, wine. Not, it's everything. To me that the, the meat, the, 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 the cheese displays and, and our grazing tables are spectacular. Yeah. And they're, that's, that's still my, my first love, but we do, we do the whole thing, but you know, we're doing small scale events, yeah. um, 15 people, but and and but that See, you can't survive on that. No, that's not going to work unless you've got mm-hmm. like thirty or forty of those a day. Yeah, which is <laughs> which right. is not going to work. because yes. yeah. you've only got a limited time in the yeah. day. Um, and and yep. if you're going to do that, you got to hire the staff, which just kind of negates all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah, it's, it's just not going to work. It, it's tough, and so you know, again, I'm not 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 going to argue whether it's good or bad, but the reality yeah. is it's killed the food business. Uh, I think yeah. people in, in, in California are going to be shocked by what happens in the next year. A lot of yeah. places are just holding on, but it, but how much longer you can't go a full year. Um, yeah, Cause it's been a year now yeah, really since everything kind of shut down. Yeah. The, yeah. the, I, I was at the time I had, uh, was helping out a restaurant when all this hit and the shutdown happened, uh, the day before, I think they shut down restaurants the day before um, uh, St. Patrick's Day, which would be was either yeah. the 16th or the 15th uh, was yeah. when it happened. It, it was um, in the middle of March because I remember this because I, I was, I was, the, the shutdown kind of happened and I thought, hey, flights are cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's fly to California. There and I, I took two of my kids and, <laughs> and we flew to California mm-hmm. to, to kind of see my parents because yeah. all my family still lives there. Yeah. And I get there, get off the plane. They're picking me up. They're driving, and there's nobody on the freeway, mm-hmm. which is empty. Weird. Was it's that empty. not the weirdest thing? It was the most eerie thing in the world. Yes. Yeah, it's like um, I don't remember if you remember the movie I Am Legend. Oh yeah, 
when you see Will Smith walking through the streets of downtown New York yeah. and yeah. things are overgrown and I, and he might even be driving a Mustang through yeah. it. And there's just nobody there. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Driving and seeing nobody on the freeway. It was the, the craziest thing. And I, yeah. what I remember I, I would be driving on the freeway and, and I was shocked at the number of accidents you'd see. And they were all like single car, and and, uh, and yeah. what I kept hearing the, they were saying was that people are on these wide open freeways and they're speeding and, and they're, they're going just, so fast and they're smacking. You know? <laughs> they just lose control because yeah. they're doing hundred miles an hour because there's nobody else there. There's no one else yeah. there. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was funny. I, one of the things I did was uh, there's a, there's a YouTube channel that super, super, super popular uh, YouTube channel. Um, and we did a, uh, um, we laid out the, basically did like food designing uh, and we, we yeah. put together a grazing table. They were, they wanted to do a picture that was supposed to be kind of a last supper themed okay, picture yeah. and supposed to look kind of like that. So we, we went and that was, it was actually in uh, uh, studio city and I'm not kidding yeah. you. It took us about 40 minutes Shut from up. South Orange County. No. Yeah. It was, and that would have been a, I mean, you know, it I would believe a two you. hour trip easily. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I believe you because yeah. I flew into Long Beach. Yep. We drove to La Habra, which normally yep. would take forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah, yeah. fifteen minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was That's, ridiculous. It's 15, crazy. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> just wide open. And then the funny thing is, we get up there because we'd get you know that kind of just the the old school. You know, we're like, ah, oh, we need two hours to get up there, and we yeah. ended up in the forty minutes, and then. We're like, oh, what are we going to do now for the next hour and a half? You know, uh, and, and Park, no restaurants are open. Starbucks is closed. Nothing's <laughs> open. And you know so it's just... bad when Starbucks is closed. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that was all the, of them the on every corner. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a, a it's been super destructive uh, for, for the yeah, industry out hard. here. And and so um, and and then, you know, as a, as a caterer, you're looking up and it's like, okay, these 30 person events are great to do. I'm, I'm thankful when they come along, but they don't pay the bills. Yeah. And, and yeah. so you have to sit back and think, okay, even as the restaurants are slowly being cracked open right now, they're slowly, you know, yes. you know, letting yeah. them in and, and that sort of thing. But when does catering when does come I, back? You know, yeah. I, when, when after can I restaurants do 200? Yeah. yeah. When can I do 200 person events? And, you know, and that could be another year. And, and yeah. so, that that's it it you know i the the, the end of the story is not <laughs> super you know um yeah. exciting but but it, it you you do at some point so um as, as i've told you i'm actually sitting here in glenwood springs colorado i'm going out to missouri yeah. um and yeah. looking at the idea uh, idea of moving the business out city here. yeah yeah i know we we kind of talked on the phone a couple of days ago yeah. and uh, you were talking to me about moving to kansas city mm-hmm. and uh kind of taking it all back there yeah um which i know kansas city and missouri or kansas city is in missouri but mm-hmm. unless yeah. you're talking about kansas but no one ever talks city, about kansas, that yeah. side. Yeah. nobody talks about that side right i mean come on it's missouri in yeah. st louis in, in kansas city mm-hmm. they've got this big food revival that's kind of going on in that huge. area huge yeah yeah and it's exciting to see yeah uh, is that part of why you're thinking that that would be a good place to go because they've got the revival and I'm sure they're it's less populated and less densely populated. Yeah. So it's yeah. got to be easier for catering and, and things along those lines right. as well. And 
that, that that's certainly part of it because I've always I've been to Kansas City a number of times. Yeah. Um, I, I have family out here and I've got um, and in fact, my old um, business partner from Van Gogh, he eventually uh, left the uh, um, the catering and moved out. He has a family farm uh, about two and a half hours outside of Kansas City. So okay. I, I, I do know people in, in the area. In the area. And um, so you got a foothold there. A little bit there. And and yeah. the main thing that what really got me was it, it does have a great food scene, but the they have been less restrictive on restaurants. That's um, good. And so the 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 industry as a whole is in much better shape than what you mm-hmm. see. And I mean, this is the, this pandemic has hurt all of them everywhere. But of course, less so in, in these because they they everything has been open in, in Kansas City since June. Um, okay. They did the initial shutdown. And, um, and then, then it was, then everything was, when they reopened, they allowed everything open. You do have mask requirements. They do have you sure. know, a distancing and all that sort of thing. But sure. in terms of allowing business to operate and, 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 you know, serve yeah. customers that, yeah. that has been, it's been okay. there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure exactly when like Salt Lake and, and Utah opened it up, but I think it was after June or uh, sometime last yeah. summer. Um, yeah. But they've got the mask requirement. They've got the social distancing. They've got like, um, they can't be at full capacity. Right. Uh, things like that, but they are open and yeah. people are kind of getting by there. Yeah. It's a struggle, but yeah. they're, they're skating by just to try to kind yeah. of tread that water and try to, to kind of get through it. And then hopefully yeah. once everything opens up, uh, my hope is that people, once everything opens up fully, People just flood these businesses. Uh, that, and, that I, and I do done. too, and, and that that you you can see that. I mean, I I do know that uh, one of the things that's really helped me. I, I've been working with a restaurant in Newport Beach, um, uh, yep. and and that's uh, kind of definitely helped to uh, get through this uh, uh, pandemic here. But that was as soon as we they cracked it open and, and let us do uh, like patio seating. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. It was like people, you could tell people were ready to get out. They were, yeah, you know, well, there people are wanting to get out. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We, we here in Utah, we've got this amazing outdoors. Like that's what people do here. They, yeah. they go outdoors, they hike, they camp, they do those things. When the pandemic shut everything down, the mountains were flooded. Wow. I yes. mean, they were, just, and, and granted, the mountains are 20 minutes away. Yes. They're right there. I mean, it's, it's not like other places where you've got to drive an hour and a half, two hours to get I, to a mountain. Yeah. I mean, there. I step out my outside my door, I look, and they're there. Yeah, they're, they're, and they're just they're massive. Yeah. Um, but and you can get there within twenty minutes, and within 10, 15 minutes of walking in the mountains, you can be by yourself. Ooh. That was not oh, the awesome. case. Yeah, it was not the case last March yeah. or, or April. These are just packed yeah. because people wanted to get outside. Yeah. And it's kind of defeating the purpose. Absolutely. But right. Yeah. I'm hoping that people pack these restaurants once we get to a point where we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I do. I do too. Get out and, and, and support them because they are hurting yeah. and, and tip your, tip your servers. Well, you know, I mean, cause they're hurting as well. They yeah. are. Oh man. They, they are really, really hurting. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it was painful to, to, um, I bet. to see some of that. And uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of people really, really hurting. So. Yeah. Um, so in, in you're, you're heading out to Kansas city to kind of scout out some areas right now. Check it out just, and just kind of get, get my, get, get the, you know, from try to actually get a lay of the land, you know, yeah. from this perspective, you know, get just getting it. And so kind we'll see. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I hope everything is kind of 
everything works out. Um, and, and if you ever want to come to Salt Lake and, and do a uh, meat, uh, meat and cheese board for me, like a private board, um, I will pair it with some that. wine. Absolutely. Anytime you're welcome. <laughs> oh, I, I promise. Yeah. I promise to do that for you. That would be awesome. Yeah, you also promised awesome. not to pick on me when we work together too, but you, you continue to do that. Well, that was that wasn't I didn't wasn't picking on you. I was just well, having look, fun. We were having fun. To, to, to be fair, I, I'd give it back to you. Yes, you would. <laughs> I mean and always in the morning. I mean, yep. there was always the, the the tradition of before that for lack of a better word, warring happened. We'd go out and sneak out to Starbucks and get something to drink first. And then we oh, come you were, back. You were and, one of my favorite people in that whole that whole place. I loved I it. Was, I was everybody's yeah. favorite. Yeah. Not yeah. really, but you know. Now, you know, you you people loved you. You were fun. Uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I know there's, I don't mean that arrogantly, yeah. but I, I know there were certain people that, that really enjoyed me there. And I enjoyed mm-hmm. them. I, I really yeah. did. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to let us know kind of how how that works I out will. in Kansas City, and I will. Um, and even there in in Orange County, at this point, I'm sure you're still doing the the small little catering events when you when you can. Right. Um, how can somebody kind of book you and uh, and it, you uh, can um, do that? Uh, well, the, one of the things I did the if you go my my website is um, uh, vangoat.com. It's V I N G O A T. Yeah, okay. and. Um, but I will tell you, it's not up right now. I actually took this pandemic. I thought, well, I'm going to go ahead and pull it down and redo it. So okay. I'm in the process of redoing it. So if you go there, it, it's going to look like it's down, but it, uh, it'll it'll be up at some point. It'll be there. At some point. I'm also on Facebook. Okay. Um, and uh, and then I'm also on Instagram. OC Cheesemonger. OC Cheesemonger. Okay. OC Cheesemonger. And we'll get all these like links in 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 like the show notes and things here. Perfect. Because it's into part of this is I want people to go and use you and well, um, thank you and and experience your expertise well, i mean in you. fact i mean if you're game for it i would love to have you on again just mm-hmm. to talk about wine and cheese pairings absolutely because i think that's fascinating to me i'd love to learn more about it and i'm sure there's a ton of people out there that would love to learn about it yeah. uh, as well um, yeah, because it's something that. that i don't understand i mean i i like wine Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know a lot of it, a lot about it. It's, right. It seems to be kind of one of those things that seems to be overcomplicated, but probably is very simple. It 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 is. It is that you know, there there's there's a few rules and stuff that you can yeah. kind of follow that that make it easier because it's it's. But yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun too. Yeah. And I will tell you over the over my my this time, I mean, in the 10 years that I, I've been doing this, I have paired a lot of cheese and wine. So that's yeah. I, <laughs> I've, I've got some experience. So. I bet you have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you've been so. doing it for quite a while. So I, I yeah. hope so. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I would love to have you on again, really. Absolutely. I, I know we're kind of winding down here. Uh, tonight i know you're in colorado just been driving all day and you said yeah. it was a beautiful drive oh know, from gorgeous. southern utah I mean, holy cow it's been gorgeous yeah yeah you got really lucky with the weather uh, oh, I mean, man. we just had a storm come through utah a couple days ago and it just kind of cleared everything out and it's been yeah. nice and warm and i know you're driving through southern utah into colorado mm-hmm. today and it's yep you know it can't get better than that honestly yeah not a cloud in the sky it's just absolutely gorgeous yeah. it's it's beautiful so. yeah well i'll tell you what um We'll have to catch up and uh, plan on doing this again. Absolutely. Um, maybe I, I, I'm planning on going down to California. So if you're still there, maybe we'll mm-hmm. do it uh, in person mm-hmm. and uh, go to dinner. 
uh, absolutely and, uh, come back and and uh, and do the podcast and sounds fantastic. and talk about cheese and wines maybe do some while we're there and and have some have some video this time that would be a lot of doing fun. it it'd be a lot of fun absolutely yeah i'd love to do that absolutely well eric <laughs> thanks so much I, I mean it's my pleasure paul you know it's it's been way too long and we yeah we can't let this happen again absolutely, and absolutely yeah not. that's right yeah and, and congratulations to you i'm just so impressed with, ah. uh, with with all you're doing here this is just really amazing so oh, thank you hey I, I, i'm a little uh you know I, I i believe i'm mediocre but uh it sounds like a little <laughs> bit more than that <laughs> Yes, you are. Yes, that is a little more. Sure. Yes, I am mediocre. Well, thank you. No, no, no. no you're way more than you're way more uh, than mediocre. So, yeah, uh, I appreciate it. But yeah, uh, yeah we'll uh, we'll touch base and see if we can do this again and maybe uh, get some video of. I've actually had a pair of cheese and wine and absolutely and things like that. Absolutely. It'd be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, and absolutely. even if you're in Kansas City, when we when we figure this out, if that's where everything kind of goes, mm-hmm. I'll go to Kansas City. I've never been. I mean, come absolutely. On. Cheese and barbecue, man. My two absolutely. favorite things. That's honestly. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh, Eric, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll uh, we'll do it again. Well, I hope you definitely enjoyed that. Uh, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Conversations with Paul Nielsen. Eric is a, a dear friend, and I really had a lot of fun talking with him about about cheese and and uh his craft and uh we'll we'll definitely plan on having him on again to do a little more education on pairing wines and cheeses i think that'd be a fantastic idea again i invite you to to really subscribe you know rate the uh the podcast and uh leave me a comment on those platforms I, i love reading those so until next time be kind be well 